Hey guys, Megan Barker here from the Jammy Cam. If you don't know what Jammin' and Jammies is, you're missing out. It is a live show that happens here in Nashville every week featuring hit songwriters and rising artists in pajamas. It's a real hoot. Right now we're doing everything via live stream on our Instagram on Sunday night, so make sure you come check that out. And while we're all sitting at home a little more in our pajamas, we're sitting down with some of our favorite songwriters and picking their brains. Today we are looking to have Mr. Josh Miranda. Josh is Nashville native artist and platinum award-winning songwriter. He won ASCAP Song of the Year for Somewhere on a Beach by Dirk Bentley. You've probably heard it. He's also had multiple hits by Jason Aldean. His EP, I Got You, has gotten over 20 million streams, you guys. So make sure that you go check that out on Spotify, Apple Music, and let's welcome him. Josh, how you doing? What's up? I'm good. I'm good. I, also, I, I sleep in t-shirt, so I'm technically, I mean, I'm always, I'm always in jammies, but you know. Yeah, no, I got you. Uh, the onesies are a little hot right now, so we're good. Yeah, that's hot. <laughs> do you, uh, you want to start by just telling us a little bit about you and how you got into music in general? Yeah, for sure. So um, I was born and raised in uh, Middle Tennessee, Hendersonville, to be specific. It's like 20 minutes north of Nashville, which, you know. And, um, yeah, I, I always grew up, like, listening to music and doing music in high school and stuff. And um, went to Belmont University in Nashville, so I took, like, a really long – 30 minute drive south on I-65 <laughs> my big college move and um I actually did not do music there I did I was pre-med pre-law for the most part and um had a lot of friends that did music and I've always loved music I grew up around it um obviously being from Nashville and everything so I still did music just not at Belmont for like my, my major and um started playing some stuff around town and and got discovered and I don't really know I mean it, it was all like a whirlwind to be honest with you so well okay start from the beginning so you weren't studying music and you're from Nashville is music in your blood yeah so my aunt actually my family like my grandparents my mom and um my aunt all moved from Wisconsin um like two months before I was born because my aunt wanted to be a country singer. And, um, so she, she was doing that whole thing like for like, like the years that like you absorb a lot, like as a child and stuff, like, I mean, like five years old, four years old, you know, all that stuff, three, like my aunt was, was trying to be a country singer. And so like I was drugged to more writer's nights and writer's <laughs> rounds like than anybody else at that age. And so like, I just grew up around all of it. And um, yeah, so I, I don't know, like, I guess like they moved down here to, to do it. And um, she ended up not like doing it, doing it, but she gave it, she gave it everything she had. And I just kind of grew up around it. And I feel like that's a huge part of why I'm here and like why I'm, why I was like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up around music too. And I really don't think you can, if that's all you know, it's all you're going to do, I think. Um, yeah. You said you were discovered. Can you take us into that? How did that happen? Yeah, so there's kind of like two sides. Like the main side is a guy named Dan Keene, who is a publishing professor at Belmont University. Um, heard me play. There's like, Belmont does like these country music showcases and like these like battle of the bands things like where you have to audition to like get in and whatnot. And um at the time, I was singing all my buddies' songs because, like, I didn't really write. But yeah. I go, like, I've always wanted to be an artist, but can I, you know, sing your songs? Because I don't yeah. really write anything. And they were cool enough to do it. And so 
I've played this all. I mean, this, this, both of these instances happened probably within like two weeks of each other. So first one, I was playing on the lawn at Belmont, which is now like a dorm probably, or like the new cafeteria, which is dope by the way. And um, I was playing and I got off stage for this battle of the bands thing. And this guy walks up to me and he was like, Hey, you do music. I was like, yeah, sure. Um, and he was like, he's like, well, he's like, what's your major? And I was like, I'm pre-med, pre-law. And he was like, okay. He was like, well, do you want to do music professionally? And I was like, no, I want to make money. <laughs> so he's like, well, here's my card. He's like, you know, shoot me an email. And I was like, all right, cool. So I shot him an email and I had no idea at the time. And this was my junior year of college, like end of junior year that you could even like get people got paid to write songs or anything like that. I had no idea. And I keep in mind, I also didn't write any of the songs I was singing. So he's a publishing professor. He's talking to me about all this. And I was like, He's like, you know, y'all sound really good. And I was like, thank you so much. And he was like, so, you know, well, a songwriter. And I was like, yeah, I didn't write any of those. Um, actually, I take that back. I wrote one. I wrote one of them. And uh, so throughout the, probably the next week, like I called my buddies that we, we started writing together. And um, we wrote a couple more. And like I played a writer's round for free barbecue. Um and downtown because I was in college and they're like, Hey, you know, we'll give you free barbecue. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll come play some songs. Oh yeah. And at that instance, um, there's a mega, mega, mega songwriter. His name is Ashley Gorley. And, um, his assistant happened to be at that round. And I, at the time, like, keep in mind, like, I have no idea, like anything songwriting at all. Like I am a science dude. Like that's what I did. And I just, like I've always done music, but like my mind at that time was like very science. It's not now, but at that time it was very science. And, um, he comes up, he's like, Hey, he was like, uh, he's like, I loved your songs. He was like, I work for Ashley Gorley. He's like, would you like, you know, looking at signing people? Do you want a meeting? And I was like, yeah, I'd love to meet her. Cause I just assumed that Ashley was a girl. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> turns out it's not, but, um, yeah, throughout that whole process, I mean, Dan Keen would um, give me honest opinions on music and he kind of like shopped me around while I was in college to like all these publishers. Like we went wow. to Sony, Universal, Warner. I mean, like everybody. He took me to all these people. And um, so throughout that, I've kind of like got discovered that way. And um, so I met him and then Ashley would it was like super cool because I learned so much of songwriting at the very early stages from my buddies who also like Jordan Reynolds is Jordan Reynolds and I started writing songs together, which wow. like tequila and yeah. a song or I feel like, so it was really cool to like, we learned together, but Ashley would come over to my condo when I was in college and, you know, like mentor me. Like, I mean, he'd sit down and be like, you know, what did you write today? What did you write this week? And I mean, at the end of every week, Ashley would come to my condo, say, play me what you wrote this week. And I would play him what I wrote. Like, and I, at that time, I was like, this dude's a big deal. Like, I better have some songs I wrote. And he would listen down to every song I wrote. And he'd be like, that was cool. That wasn't. Do this. Don't do that. Hey, that melody thing, like, you should have did this. So, like, take another look at that. And so, when I was, like, first learning how to write songs, obviously, like, the people we were, I was writing with, like Jordan Reynolds, Russell Dickerson, like we're all buddies and stuff. We all are successful now, but 
I mean, like I had a guy that like actually really come when I was just learning how to write a song and be like, this is how you do it. And obviously like Ashley's had over 50 number ones or something crazy now. So yeah. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Yeah. That's a long roundabout way of how I got discovered. And then a crazy story of how it all kind of like came to fruition was at the time, my wife now was my girlfriend then. And when we met, I was pre-med, pre-loss. Like my goal was to do oral maxillofacial surgeries, like wisdom teeth, TMJ surgery, like dental implants. And I was a surgical assistant all through college doing that. So she thought, you know, hopefully we get married. This dude's going to be a surgeon. His backup backup is lawyer. Like it's not going to suck. And she actually encouraged me to follow this dream of songwriting because I was getting this attention from everybody. And Michael Martin, who's a, like president of Nashville ASCAP was also a guy on my side. And, um, you know, she was, she was like, you know, just follow your dream. Like, why not just see what, give it a chance. So I was like, all right, I'll make a deal to you and my parents who at the time was like, don't quit your day job. Like you're almost done. (laughs) Just finish it out. You know, you're already in this practice and they're going to help you through dental and residency and everything. I was like, all right. So I said, I'll give it. I said, give me six months after graduation. Six months from the day I walk, take a picture, here's my diploma, ah, we did it. It's like, give me six months to treat songwriting like it's my job. And if I don't have a publishing deal, I will go take the admissions test to dental school and we'll go through that and residency and everything else. And then it's like, all right, deal, sounds great. Six months to the day comes around and we are having lunch at Burger Republic in the Gulch. I have no deal. They take me, it was my mom, my grandmother, and my girlfriend, who is now my wife. Um, and my mom was like, hey, you know, we know you've been working really hard, but it's six months today. And I'm like, I know, I understand. You know, I'll call the people I need to call. We'll, we'll get it handled. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, order lunch. Lunch doesn't even show up. And my phone rings, and it's Brett James answer it because I've been talking to Brett James for a while like throughout the whole process and he's like hey who's your lawyer like we're offering like we're going to submit a deal like we want to know who your lawyer is and I was like oh my god I was like I just got a publishing deal with Brett James and Warner Chapel this is incredible I mean like within a couple hours like I started getting deal offers from like Brett Ashley threw a deal in all this I didn't tell any like I've told nobody other than my wife and like mom and dad that like I'm giving myself six months and six months to the day all that happened. So I was like, this is just a God thing. Like this is what I'm supposed to do. So that's crazy. the craziest thing I've ever heard. That yeah, was pretty wild. So. Okay. I mean, I don't know how much detail you want to go into, but if you had multiple deals on the table, like how did you decide which way to go? Um, that's a really great question because all the deals that were on the table were with people that haven't invested in me. I mean, Ashley was very invested. Brett at the time was very invested and still is. Um, both of them are actually. And I mean, it was just, it came down at that time. It was like, okay, what's the better deal look like business wise? Because I was broke, like right. broke, 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 right. broke, like no money. So like yeah. I wasn't paying for lunch that day. Like mom was paying for lunch that day. And um, it, it just came down to, to like a money thing, which we're all still friends, everything, but it's like, I was like, Hey, 
how can I afford to pay my bills the way I'm living right now, maybe a little bit more and and go from there. And um, I chose to go with Brett James and Warner Chapel and had a lot of success with them. And it was awesome. Wow. That's the craziest story I've ever heard. Hands down. Um, it sounds, it sounds like it was just kind of meant to be like the universe, the stars aligned for you, which is really, really cool. Um, not that you didn't work at it and, and earn it. You know, I think you have to be ready when opportunity strikes and it sounds like you were, um, can you take us into your songwriting process? Yeah, sure. So, um, it's kind of, I mean, everybody like has a different process and a different way of doing it. Like my, the way that I feel really good about it is it has to be a good idea. First of all, like yeah. if it's not a good idea, I don't want to waste hours of my day writing a good song when we could write a great song. So it all starts with ideas. Um, I write with just me acoustic. I've done hundred percenters. I've done two way 50 50s with just acoustic. I prefer to have like somebody to do a track or somebody sends a track with this, COVID situation that we've had, it's been very interesting. I've done a lot of Zoom writes. Um, yeah. Totally, it's like no vibe at all. <laughs> um, so that's been interesting. I've had to adapt with that. So now it's kind of like, I don't know. Like I, I've enjoyed having, I reached out as soon as all this started, I reached out to all of like my favorite people that do tracks. It's like, hey, send me some tracks. I'll write to it. I've adapted. I went and got an Apollo interface, an SM7, logic i figured out how to comp my vocal and record and i was like just send me tracks let me write some songs and i'll shoot it back and you have to mix it because i'm not getting in that so um my preferred method is first has to be a killer idea um second is the vibe which is for me like the track and then i'm a melody guy in the room um i'm decent at lyrics i feel like that i could be stronger at lyrics um, but I feel like melody is, that's what I bring to the table the most. And I would honestly credit Ashley a lot for that because Ashley's melodies are yeah. next level dumb good. And that dude sat in my living room when I was in college and was like, do this, don't do that. So um, that's kind of like my method, which is, and it changes like day to day, you know, it depends on the artist, what we're writing for, what the, what, like, what's the end goal of the day. But um, I'm, I write with a purpose. I'll say that. Like, I don't just write to write at this point. It's like I'm writing with an end goal in mind. It's like, see something on the calendar. It's like, okay, who can we get this song to? Let's write a song for that group of people, not just like, yeah. Unless it's a crazy idea, like Somewhere on a Beach, for example. Like, that wasn't, we weren't like, let's write a Dirk Bentley song. That just happened. Right. So, well, that's a perfect segue. So, I read somewhere that was your first cut as a songwriter. Yeah, first cut ever. Two week number one, ASCAP song of the year. It was crazy. Wow. Okay. Um, I really want you to take us into when you first heard that Dirks was going to record it, that it was going to be a single, when you first heard it was number one. Can you just kind of take us into those life-changing moments? For sure. So when I heard it was going to get cut, um, I, I'm obviously, I was and I still am extremely close with like Jerry Boyer, Michael Tyler, and all the guys in there that were part of that song, but Jaron and MT and I were writing the day that Dirks was recording. And um, I've never had a cut at this time. I feel like MT might have had a cut. Um, Jaron had a number, Jaren had number ones at that point. I think he had two. But I've never had anything. And 
Kim Wiggins worked at Pierre at the time and she was like their main plugger. And Arthur was, you know, the point person for the Dirks thing. So we were riding that day and Kim's like, you guys excited? She's like, somewhere to be supposed to get cuts today. And I was like, yeah, I'm very excited. Please keep me updated on it. She's like, all right, sounds good. And I'll never forget it was that we finished the song and I think she did this on purpose because she wanted us to finish the song because she knew if she came in and was like, he recorded it. Like I wasn't, I was going to go to winners of losers. Right. <laughs> and celebrate immediately. Like I ain't finished in anything. And so, um, we, we finished and we all go to Kim's office, which is down the hall from Jaren's office at their old building that they were at. And I was like, I was like, I gotta go to the bathroom real quick. And she was like, I got news on the, on the song. She didn't look excited. And I was like, I have to use the restroom and I'll be right back. So Jaren and MT are in there. I come out of the bathroom and she was like, she's like, guys, I'm so sorry. She was like, it, they tried to record it and it just didn't, something didn't click and ended up not recording it. And I was just like the life, I felt like the life just got sucked out of me. And I was like, oh, I was like, you know what? I was like, it's all good. I was like, that song will find a home. And she was like, I'm just kidding. They recorded it. And I was like, I, now I don't know if they actually, I was like, did they actually record it or not? And she was like, yeah, they did. And Jared and MT were laughing. I was like, it's not funny. Like, why would you, why would you do that? Um, so that's when I found out I got cut and I was very excited. Obviously I called, um, that was actually my wife and that was my fiance then. So I called her, she was very excited. And, um, that was great. When I found out I went number one, um, we were living together. My wife was then my fiance and I were living together and, um, I will never forget. I watched it go up the chart like the whole time. Like I was using friends, like media based logins, like several <laughs> times a day. Like I was getting locked out of people's like, like people were getting locked out of accounts. Cause I was just like, yo, can I check the chart real quick? <laughs> I'll never forget. Like Brett told me he was like, dude, he's like, quit looking at the charts. He's like, you know, it's, he's like, if it'll happen, it'll happen. Trust me. I've had a lot of them. And I was like, I know. I was, just, I was like, this is, I was like, I'm so excited. He was like, he's like, please don't think if it doesn't go number one, it wasn't a great song. He's like, it was a great song. I said, Thank you so much. I get it. Immediately went and checked the charts. And so it was an, it was an evening. Um, it was a Sunday evening when I found out it went number one. I should, well, sorry. When it was a single, I was washing my truck. Nate Lowry, who's my song plugger, called me. He's like, you got the single. And I was washing my truck, which was a piece of crap at the time. <laughs> Like barely ran. I don't even know I was washing it. It was <laughs> the next time I turned the key, but um, found out it was number one. We were on our way to meet her parents at Logan's Roadhouse. Um, again, they were gonna pay because we were broke as crap. Had no success at all. And um, I looked and I saw it was number one. And I had my computer on the island and she was in the kitchen. And I just literally I didn't know what to do. I just ran out of the house like full on sprint like ran out of the kitchen, ran out of the front door and just took off running like down the street. <laughs> Kayla came outside. She's like, she's in the driver. She's like, what are you doing? She's like, what's wrong? We got to go. And I was like, we're number one. Like we did it. And, um, and that was super cool. And my, for some reason, like, I was, she's like, well, where do you want to go? She's like, we don't even have to go to Logan's. Like, where do you want to go to celebrate? And I want a Jersey Mike's. So we went to <laughs> Jersey Mike's? I mean, I love Jersey Mike's, but of all the places, I would have got like seafood or something fancy. That's hilarious. I don't, I don't know. I just, I was craving Jersey Mike's. And so we celebrated my first cut and first number one at Jersey Mike's in Donaldson. And it was, 
most delicious. Oh, I really time. hope that you like tagged them and you told them that because they would love that. <laughs> I didn't, but I need to. I'd be like, hey, I had my first number one ever and I immediately went to Jersey Mike's. Okay, we'll tag them when we post this. We'll tag them in it. Yeah, please if you do. get free Jersey Mike's for life. What's up, Jersey Mike's? Shout out. <laughs> okay, that's amazing. Holy crap. Um, I mean, I have so many questions. What's the first thing you bought? <laughs> Is that okay to ask? <laughs> yeah. Um, she's actually, what is the first thing I bought? What do we buy? I don't Probably know. Probably a new truck. <laughs> I did. The house. truck, actually, I think, actually, I think we bought a no, house. No, the truck came after the house because I was pregnant. We got the house. We got a house. Yeah, we, we bought, bought a house. house. We bought a house. We bought a house. Um, obviously we wasn't paid for it. No. <laughs> Let me clarify that for everybody <laughs> watching. We didn't pay cash for a house, but like, we moved. Yeah. Uh, into a nicer house, nicer like a new house. Yeah, new house. Um, where we weren't worried about getting uh -huh. robbed or broken into, <laughs> which is a common thing in our neighborhood that we were in. Oh. But um, yeah, the truck came actually, ironically, like Jason Aldean's a good buddy of mine, and he actually thought my truck was hilarious because it broke down all the time. Like I would miss rights. Like oh. they actually sent them a picture. I was at a Titans game at a tailgate and I went to open my tailgate and the whole thing came <laughs> off my truck. And I just had a picture of me like with the tailgate, like standing upright and like no tailgate. And I was like, it's my dad's old truck. Yeah. Dad's old work truck. I'm trying to open oh, it. So I got, he hooked me up with, with Rocky Ridge and they, I got a pretty dope truck from them. But uh, yeah, we, we, uh, First check came in. The first big purchase was a house. Um, the first original purchase was a Jersey Mike sub. So. <laughs> Perfect celebration. Yeah. Um, do you feel like playing something for us? Yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like I just play somewhere at the beach. We talked about it. Um, and I'm at the beach condo, which is where I'm, I'm quarantining at the beach for everybody. Rough life, rough life. So, yes, yeah, it's really rough down here. <laughs> But somebody's got to do it, so I'll be that guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is uh, Somewhere on a Beach, my first number one, first cut. Um, recorded by Derek Spentley. It goes like this. Bet you think I'm sitting at home. Nah. Bet you think that I'm on. Even when she would call my phone Hell no I went wheels up on the runway And that ticket was a one-way Somewhere on a beach Sipping something strong Got a new girl She got it going on We drank all day Party all night Way too call to have me on my mind She got a body she is naughty. She got me like you ain't ever got me. I'm getting sun, getting sun, and I ain't slept in a week. Yeah, I'm somewhere on the beach. Heard you call my boys, heard you call my folks. They say you drove by my house real slow. Check any spot, roll down any road, but girl, I ain't even close. Somewhere on a beach, sipping something strong. Got a new girl, she got it going on. We drink all 
got a body, she is naughty. She got me like you, they never got me. Get the sun, get some, and I ain't slept down away. Yeah, I'm somewhere on the beach. Yeah, I wish it could have worked out. But I'm getting over you now. Towel, my shades on and my drinks up in the sun's out. I'm somewhere on a beach, zipping something strong. Got a new girl, she got it going on. We drink all day and party all night. I wish you gonna have you on my mind. You know she got a body, and she is naughty. She got me like you ain't ever got me. I'm getting some, I'm getting some, and I ain't slept down away. Yeah, somewhere on the beach. Yeah, I'm somewhere on the beach. Yeah! From the beach, somewhere on the beach. This is where it originated. Dude! Such a jam. That was one of my favorite songs on the radio that whole year. I love that song. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Can you, uh, while you're at the beach real quick, did I hear somewhere that you guys came up with the idea on a beach? Yeah, like at the actual complex I'm at, uh, building over. Well, actually, we came up with the idea at a place called the Whale's Tail um, down here in Miramar Beach, like Destin area. And uh, it started, the idea came from there. And then we tried to ride it. Actually, the we're like in a townhome thing. And so, which I rent my condo out. If anybody wants to rent a condo, hit me up. But uh, <laughs> it started in the building next to us in um, same complex, like I said. wasn't We couldn't figure out like how to do it. Like We knew it was a great idea. We tried to ride it, and it was a turd. And we tried to ride it, and we were like, this is too good of an idea to waste. Let's, not, oh, wow. let's just not force it. And um, so we didn't ride it that trip. And um, we wrote some other great songs that Michael Tyler ended up recording when he was on Reviver. And uh, we came back to Nashville. And ended up writing it with um, Alex Palmer. Him and uh, Dave Concio did a track together, played it for us, and Michael Tyler looked at all of us and he was like, "Boy, is that somewhere on the beach?" And it fell out probably within like an hour. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, can you tell us how the artist thing kind of came about? Did you always know that you wanted to be an artist? Yeah. So the artist thing um, all kind of came about. Like I always wanted to be an artist. Like ever since I was like. Five and listen to NSYNC probably <laughs> and, um, so I didn't like at that time like I thought like the artist thing was super cool and I always want to do it and went to Belmont and realized that I wasn't the best at Belmont um, I was decent in my hometown and so I was when I was in high school I was like this is this is gonna happen like I'm going to do it. Like I went to high school with Taylor Swift, like she did it. And I was like, I'm next in line. Like for sure, this is easy. And I didn't know like the whole songwriting thing. Like I was like, well, I want to be an artist. And then people were starting to write songs and then they were getting record deals that way. And I was like, I was like, okay. So I started writing songs and I, I don't know. Like I just, the artist thing has always been a goal. It hasn't been a realistic goal to the extent that it's, it is now and it's, it's about to be, um, until like I started writing songs and finding my sound for like what it, what it actually is through writing 
hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of songs. Um, so yeah, the artist thing, I've always wanted to do it. Like ever since I could like talk. Yeah. Always wanted to do it. And, um, I'm 29 and I finally am signing a record deal, which is crazy. It's been like, it's taken so long. <laughs> so I'm excited. Things don't always happen on our schedule, but you know, that's okay. So what's next then? Are you going to be hitting the road? Um, we'll what's see. Yeah, safe, I guess. 2021 for sure. 2020 is a uh, TBD, yeah. but, um, yeah. So what's next for me is, um, getting in the studio and recording the best project that I possibly can and uh, just going out and crushing it and trying to figure out what what this new life is like for artists and, and country music fans and fans of music and concert goers and I want to do my best to adapt and uh, make sure that my fans and potential new fans get the best experience they can whether that's virtual in person radio streaming whatever it is um, I'm happy to do what I do and I'm just going to try to do the best I can at it. I love it. Well, do you want to play us a Josh Miranda song? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Not, not that the other one wasn't, but you know what I mean? No, no. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, let's see. Let's do. We'll do. I got you. So this is, I don't want I don't want to drop any new stuff just yet. Um, but it's coming soon. I promise you. So this is I Got You. This was the single off of like my debut EP um, that we released on all platforms and it absolutely exploded on Spotify. This is the one that we got like 20-something million streams just on this song alone. And uh, Yes, it was... This This changed the game for me as an artist. This was got me on the road with Chris Young and Morgan Wallen and Dylan Scott and a bunch of other people. So this is a Josh Brennan song um, <laughs> that I actually wrote with Jordan Reynolds and Jeremy Boyer and a lot of my buddies and uh, yeah, it's called I Got You. It goes like this. Got me out on the edge now Thinking about getting the hell out right about right now Leaving this party Gotta get to you We can do what you wanna do What you wanna do, yeah If you wanna do something you want to If you wanna chill, something to drink to You're looking for some wild Get it too, then I got you I got you If you need a hand, hold on to it If you need a man, then come on to it If you need a bed, and I got you, I got you, baby, I got you. Yeah, baby, I got you. Got me all up in my head now. Like I'm running out of time, got the hammer down, I'm about five out. Just beat me at the front door. If you want to do something, go to it.
to you. We can do what you want to do. Whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do. Some to move to. If you want to chill, some to drink to. You're looking for some wild get into. Then I got you. I got you. If you need a hand, hold on to it. more plays on Spotify okay <laughs> hey do you have just any parting wisdom most of our followers are aspiring songwriters and artists is there anything you would leave them with maybe it's taken more than six months and that's okay what do you yeah. think absolutely yeah my six months thing was like a crazy don't ever expect that yeah <laughs> that was my number it was crazy to do but um my advice is to show up every day don't I mean, just show up every day. There's so many days where I don't want to write and I'm just like, maybe I'm tired or I've been writing, you know, that's, I wrote Monday through Friday on Saturday and Sunday, I was on the road or did vocals and I have to show up again on Monday morning and I haven't slept in days. It's like, show up. You never know. Like you can't plan the day that you write your first cut. You can't plan the day you write a number one song. You don't know when it's going to happen. So the only way to get those is to show up every day. And um, that was advice that was given to me. That's advice that I took to heart. And um, I'm going to show up every day. So show up every day. <laughs> I love it. I think that's the best advice. Thank you so much for taking the time. Um, you're delightful and talented. And I can't wait to see what 2020, 2021 has in store for you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Megan. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. And uh yeah, looking forward to uh, to the future. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon. All right, we'll see y'all. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>